EHH Productions presents KB Cabaret, an original variety show, with your host, Bree Harvey. Hi folks, welcome to KB Cabaret. My name is Bree Harvey, head writer and producer of this show. KB Cabaret is a calabaloo of original skits, songs, poetry, and short stories. What's Calabaloo, you ask? Magic, from a child's creative imagination. I was five when I coined that word, and it's been around my family ever since. The settings originate from my hometown, Parlor City. And the stories originate from people Names, who characters, are... places, and incidents either are products of the author's imagination or are used fictitiously. Any resemblance to actual events or locales or persons, living or dead, is entirely coincidental. Thank you, Bonnie. That, folks, obviously was my lawyer. Starring my friends, the Parlor City Players, Judy McMahon, Bonnie DeForest, Charles Berman, John Carey, John Montgomery, and myself, Bree Harvey. Welcome to our town, welcome to Parlor City, where our friends come, come out to play. When neighbors don't leave, they stay and chat a while. Welcome to our town, to KB Cabaret. This week on KB Cabaret, we present music from The Picklers, plus a special new song from our own producer, Bree Harvey. Welcome to our time to KB Cabaret. Mornings are a special time for me. My rituals are simple. A good cup of coffee, soft classical music, and a little daily feature in our local newspaper called Advice with Granny Ada. Dear Granny Ada, I need advice on a problem that I haven't really seen anyone ask you, as far as I know. This problem of mine has grown so large it is taking over my public life. I don't know how to handle it. Granny Ada, I don't like people watching me eat. It's embarrassing. I feel when I chew that I look like a cow ruminating, and when I swallow, I look like a pelican gorging on fish. Eating spaghetti or melted cheese in a restaurant would be the death of me, and crab legs, forget about it. I would love to find a way to be social at a restaurant and yet not have to eat. I've tried that path, and then my friends force me to have a french fry or something. I like to eat, but at home and alone. I am in my early twenties, and eventually I will have to go out and date. What do I do, Granny Ada? What do I do? Signed, heard, but not seen. Dear Unseen, how delightful. Ruminating like a cow and gorging like a pelican. All you have to add is chomping like a squirrel and this nutty phobia is complete. (laughs) Well, all kidding aside, you have social anxiety disorder. Sad. And need therapy. There is no shame and fear if you seek help for it. We're all afraid of something, but with help we develop positive managing skills to overcome our anxiety. Now, there are cultures where this type of fear is considered feminine etiquette. In Japan, for instance, I've read that women should never be seen openly chewing their food, 
As a matter of fact, a facial bib is encouraged to cover the grazing hole of a female. I hope you don't feel compelled to move out of this country to feel normal. Find the help you need to live the life you deserve. Thank you for writing, honey, and have a nice day. Granny Atta. time is it? It's about quarter after. That's odd. Beulah's never been late to a show, even when she was on tour in Europe. What do you want me to do? We can't have dead airspace. I know. I suppose I'll just have to tell one of my stories. Shall I get Charles to put on the cue music? Yeah, go ahead. Life has many interesting twists and turns. Just when I think life is running smoothly, fate decides to knock on my door and change the course. Back in 1987, fate did knock at my door. And what in the world? Leon? Leon, what are you doing here? Is, is there something wrong? You have to help me, Bree. Why? What's wrong? Is, is Beulah all right? No, that's just it. She's gone Looney Tunes on me. Bree, you gotta come over and help. Okay. Debbie, I'll, I'll be right back. But the show... I know, I know. Um, put on a couple of those Monty and Carrie skits. I'll be right back. Okay. Now, when you go inside, don't panic. What? Saying that alone is making me anxious. Just saying. Well... Oh, my heavens. Beulah! It's so nice to have you over, dear. Oh, don't trip. What in the world are you doing? Well, well noodles, of course. She's off her noodle, if you ask me. <sighs> there must be a million noodles hanging all over the kitchen. Beulah, I can, I can hardly see you. Oh, well, I made a little path right over there, starting at the corner. Careful, it's a little narrow. <laughs> oh, and duck down. <laughs> you don't want to get tangled in the noodles. <laughs> See? What did I tell you? Looney Tunes! Uh, yeah, uh. Wow. Uh, well, Beulah, what is going on? Would you like some sake, dear? It's my second. It's fabulous with fabulous udon noodles. Don't just stand there between the pasta, Leon. Make yourself useful. Paul breathes a cup of sake. <laughs> sure thing, Beulah. Where is it? It's behind the ramen noodles next to the fettuccine. <laughs> All I see are two empty bottles. You got a third, baby? Oh, I don't know. I don't well, I don't want any thank you. And, Beulah, you should come down from that ladder. I need to hang the linguine noodles here. They have to dry. <laughs> you could make us a pot of coffee, Leon. That is, if you can find it. I'm on it. If I can find the cabinet... Beulah, come down from there and let's sit down in the living room. I want to talk to you. Oh, okay. What is going on, Beulah? Ever since that Stefan character stole your heart and your money, you have been acting highly unusual. And I'm noticing you're drinking excessively again. 
And what is your ex-husband Leon doing here? Oh, Bree, I must have called him last night. I don't remember, but he showed up at my door this morning. Uh-huh. And the lovely assortment of noodles is so relaxing. Don't you just love making oodles and oodles of noodly noodles? I do. It's so relaxing, pounding, kneading, and twisting, and turning, and round and round it goes. Whoosh! Nothing like fresh noodles drying in your kitchen. Oh, do you smell that delicious yeast? Mmm, mmm. Leon, did you find the sake? You have had enough sake for one morning. Oh, Bree, Leon looks good, don't you think? You divorced <laughs> him, remember? Oh, Pooh, what's a little divorce between friends? <laughs> Here you are, sweet pea. Nice, strong coffee. Oh, Leon, you always know how to take care of me. Okay, here's what we're going to do. You are going to find a nice rehab and a 12-step center. Why, dear, do you have a drinking problem? <gasps> I never would have guessed. Your secret is safe with us, right, Leon, honey? No, Beulah, you have a drinking problem and an emotional breakdown. You need support. Well, dear, I'll, I'll think about it. But my vermicelli is waiting in the kitchen. <laughs> Bree and I will take care of the vermicelli, Beulah. Beulah. Time to get some beauty sleep. Oh, all right. Will you tuck me in, Leon? Oh, and Bria, I have the recipe for homemade ramen and a wonderful Japanese tonkotsu. Ramen recipe on the counter next to the angel hair. Oh, I should have put it by the ramen noodles. How silly of me. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking putting it next to the angel hair. Such a gentleman. Oh, my. Oh, dear, look at the time. I have to get back to work. We're live. Three, two, and... Well, Beulah came through, after all, with an amazing recipe for homemade ramen soup. And, of course, this, too, shall be posted on Beulah's Recipe Bar. You can find this and all of her other delicious recipes exclusively on our KB Cabaret app. Just go to kbcabaret.com. That's K-B-K-A-B-A-R-E-T.com and download yours today. Debbie, get me the phone and a phone book. I need to make some calls. Welcome to Wanda's. I think you're going to do great as our new bartender. Thanks, Wanda. I am really excited to start this new job. Wonderful. There's just a few things for you to keep in mind before you start. Oh, sure. Any advice you have would be appreciated. Remember, the customer is always right. And they're always smarter than you. And they're charming and handsome and sexy. Keep that in mind and those tips will come rolling in. Got it, Wanda. Now, do you have a husband or a boyfriend? No, I'm, I'm totally single. Okay, then. We'll have to come up with a phantom boyfriend for you to use when the male customers get a bit, um, shall we say, possessive. Oh, I know all about phantom boyfriends. The one I used at my last job was called Butch, the bouncer, and an ex-Navy SEAL. Oh, perfect. That's all you'll need. 
Just remember, use butch when the going gets tough, but always leave that door open just a crack so the customer thinks there's a chance. Oh, and just one more thing. Um, unbutton that top button. <laughs> Got it, Wanda. Oh, here comes Leonardo. He will be a good test as your first customer. Hello, Leonardo. The usual? Make it a double, Wanda. Tough day at the brokerage. I had to haggle with one of my biggest customers to get my usual 20% commission. You know, with this new nationalism versus globalism dichotomy, my standard expert knowledge of the international economy has put me at a distinct advantage. No one knows more about that than you, Leonardo. Here's your drink, just as you like it. Right. You know all about how I like it, don't you, Wanda? <laughs> you bet, Leonardo. So, who's your darling little friend here? Leonardo, I would like you to meet our new bartender, Millie. This is her first night, and you're her first customer. Well, hello there, little lady. I guess you're in the right place at the right time. Nice to meet you, Leonardo. Wanda's been telling me what a successful stockbroker you are. Well, I do know the difference between a Roth and a traditional IRA account. <laughs> oh, that's great. I sure could use some of that financial advice myself. Oh, yeah, little lady. So why don't you and I get together after you get off work and we can talk about your finances in a more intimate setting? Oh, well, that would be great. I'll bring Butch along. Butch? Is he your dog? Oh, no. Butch is my boyfriend. He gets off of his bouncer job at the same time I do. He's very interested in financial advice, too. Mm, well... There's no point in bothering Butch with this boring business. I can just tell you what you need to know while you get me another drink. I love that, Leonardo. This is my lucky night, isn't it? It sure is. You know, while it's tempting to save money on taxes in the short term, it may be more beneficial for someone of your income level to pay the taxes earlier in your career when you're in a lower tax bracket rather than wait to pay the taxes at retirement when you're more likely to be in a higher tax bracket. Wow, Leonardo. How did you learn all this stuff? Years of hard work, and also many hours right here at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> you're not only intelligent, you're funny, too. Why, if I wasn't seeing Butch, you'd be the one I'd be dreaming of. Butch. I keep hearing about Butch. What kind of future is Butch going to provide for you? What's his portfolio look like? I don't know anything about his portfolio. Who knows? Once I learn a little bit more about investments from you, maybe I'll send him packing. <laughs> oh, baby. If you've been investing in a tax-deferred 401k, it might be time to get into a Roth. Ideally, it's good to have a combination of both types. Thanks for the advice, Leonardo. Can I get you another drink? No, I better get on home. I have a meeting with another big client tomorrow morning, but by tomorrow night, I'll have another 20% commission and more advice for my favorite bartender. What a great guy, Leonardo. Here's your bill, $18.98 for two drinks. Here's a 50. Keep the change. Oh, why, thank you, Leonardo. See you tomorrow. Bye, little lady.
Well, honey, I'm impressed. You handled that like a pro. Thanks, Wanda. That was the sound of the customer being right. No, that was the sound of the customer being right. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'll invest half my tip in the Roth IRA. (laughs) Yeah, you'll even have enough left over to share some with Butch. I would like to welcome a very talented group of people to our show today, Dave Rice and Landon, and you have a very interesting nickname, Landon, so I'll let you tell us what it is in a second. I know there's one other person missing from your group, is Sarah, or Dave, your wife. The band is called Picklers. I love this band. It's started about a year ago, and I'd like to find out, how did you guys get together? So young and so old and and soulful at the same time. So the Picklers came about because we were all in previous bands that didn't work out for one reason or another around the same time. Um, That's how I met Landon. Yeah, I'm Landon. I play the banjo. People call me Crash Landon sometimes. He also plays fiddle for us. Him and I were in a bluegrass band, and uh, my wife, Sarah who plays bass for the Picklers now. Uh, Her and I were in a surf rock band, and we got together with Landon and started doing the ragtime stuff and jug band, and that was a lot of fun, so it's kind of how it worked out. Oh, and uh, my name is Dave Rice. I play guitar and kazoo, and I sing for the Picklers. So this song, Butter Biscuit Boogie, is uh, an original that I wrote uh, one day. I kind of just picked up the kazoo and started playing it, and that's what came out. But uh, we wrote it for... uh, to have an original for the Binghamton Music Compilation, Volume 1. And now, our first selection from the Picklers, Butter Biscuit, the original song written by Dave Rice. Thank you. 
Is this on? Oh, okay. Okay, hoist me up, guys, up to the platform. Good. <clears throat> Hi, this is Mitch the Poodle, and this is my segment called The World as I See It. Today is an exciting day for me because in studio, <laughs> well, actually, outside, I have with me a famous celebrity who's been in the news for quite some time and who happens to be a friend of a friend of mine. April, the mommy giraffe! <laughs> Welcome to the show, April. Yeah, oh, I guess. Oh, so, April, you finally did it! You gave birth to a bouncing little baby boy. Yeah. So, how, how does it feel to be a mommy? I'm glad it's over with. What? Really? The pregnancy, the delivery. I mean, if giraffes could go to the spa. But the experience of motherhood, the joy of birth. Uh, look, Midge, dear, you carry around a six-foot, 130-pound horse for 15 months and see how you hold up. A horse? I, I thought you gave birth to a giraffe. Whatever. Same difference. You have a smoke I could bum off you? What? Uh, no, I, I don't smoke cigarettes. And you shouldn't either. Oh, I never did, but... With all this press, you know, it gives me agita. Well, uh, is the baby doing well? Oh, he's super. Eats like a pig. I thought he's a calf. My stand corrected. He eats like a cow. He's still nursing at night? Yeah. My you-know-whats are ready to fall off. Oh, uh, oh. Just like his father, Oliver. Eat, eat, eat. Hundreds of pounds of leaves a day. He's the sole cause of global warming, that guy is, let me tell you. Why do you think his name is Oliver? More food, if you please, more food. Uh, so, um, what will you name the baby? Who cares? Oliver Jr., Orca, whatever. For a new mama, you sure are grumpy, April. Gravity, baby, gravity. Look, <laughs> I'd give anything for a nice soft couch to sit on, or at least a few pairs of comfy supportive sneakers, you know? I'm tired of sponsors, gawkers, and the media. I'm tired of these interviews. What am I, a Kardashian? I've got three other kids at home. Anyone gives a rat's you-know-what about them? No! I get hooked up with a younger guy, and the media goes nuts. Haven't you ever heard of cougar giraffe? A carafe? Age is only a number. Oh, yeah. Got a highball, at least? This girl is getting thirsty. Ooh. No, you shouldn't drink either. Well, sorry. I just thought if the kid can drink, well, whatever. I have to split and feed the whale. The whale? Oh, oh, you mean the baby. Whatever. I'm leaving. Well, say hi to Oliver. Don't get me started on that two-timing son of a... He's already moved on, honey, if you know what I mean. Oh, um, I didn't know. Bye, Midge. Thanks for the great interview. Let's not do this again sometime. I have to prepare for all the gawkers and stalkers. At two o'clock, I have an interview with Jeffrey from that toy place. He better not touch me. My four kids are all I can take. Bye. Bye. Oh, 
I, I don't know what to say except um, thank you for listening. This is Mitch DePuda, and this is my segment called The World as I See It. Now, I love the sound of your band. It's so old-fashioned. It's more than just retro. I mean, we're going back to the 20s. Tell me, how did you come about with the sound for Picklers? Uh, I've always liked old ragtime songs. I just found some old antiques, uh, some 78 records at an antique store, and uh, it started there pretty much. I think for me it was uh, more that when I was a teenager I was really into 50s rock, and then I kind of researched the roots of that and got into 40s stuff, and then that kind of led into the 30s and 20s jazz and ragtime stuff that I'm into now. So this one is the second original we ever wrote. It's called Just Cause. We didn't have a name for it for the longest time, and one day we just asked the audience, what should the song be called? And our buddy Jim yelled, Just Cause, and, you know, this seemed to fit the song, so that's what we went with. Once again, the Picklers with an original song called Just Cause, written by Dave Rice. for over an hour. What you doing? I'm trying to write a comedy sketch for my radio show. Can I read it? No. Why not? Because I'm still working on it. What's it about? I don't know yet. I just told you I'm still working on it. Is it going to be funny? I hope so. When do you have to have it in? This afternoon. This afternoon? This afternoon? Yes. This afternoon. This afternoon. I don't think you're going to make the deadline. Oh, thanks for pointing that out. Now, if you don't mind... Maybe I can help. You can't. Why not? I'm funny. I know. Everybody funny. 
Just let me take a look. Will you stop? Hey, these pages are all blank. I know. I can't think of anything to write about. You know what would be funny? Pray tell. Two trees in the middle of a forest talking to each other. Nope. I already tried it. Couldn't get past the predictable putting down good roots pun. Hmm. What about an ant colony that accidentally tunnels into a warren of rabbits? Seriously? Well, lobsters. What about lobsters? Aren't lobsters funny? Lobsters are not funny. They might be if they had crabs. Okay. A lobster with crabs. I guess I could be funny. Then what? I don't know. That's all I got. <sighs> Sorry. I thought you'd be able to run with it. I know. What if aliens came down and enslaved the entire human population to harvest them for food? Where's the humor in that? Well, the first person they eat could be a clown. And because he tastes funny, they don't eat anyone else. And they leave. And they take the Grand Canyon with them, just because they don't want to go back empty-handed. Yeah, but no. What do you mean, no? There's comedy written all over that one. Problem is, there's not enough time to develop the story. And like all your other suggestions, as soon as I get to the obvious punchline, there's nothing left. Besides, those scenarios always sound better in your head. Maybe you should just write a sketch about someone trying to write a sketch. No, that'll never work. Yes, you do. No, she don't. Well, it's just a popular song, I think, back in the 20s, written by one of those Tin Pan Alley guys. I really have no idea who wrote this song. Once again, another rendition by the Picklers of Yes, She Does, No, She Don't. Written by the California Rambles.
what you've all been waiting for. He said, she said. The role-playing of relationships with your host, Lil Gation. Thank you, thank you, and welcome to the game show, He Said, She Said, role-playing of relationships. Gather around, kids. I'm your host, Lil Gation. Are you ready to start role-playing? Yes, yes, right. Okay. Now that's what I'm talking about. You know the rules. I'll ask the question, and you play the role. Panel members have the chance to earn points with the right answer. What will the winners get this week, Johnny? A week at Millie's Mindful Meditation in Missouri and a year's supply of Waxy's Furniture Polish. This week's relationship roles, moms and sons. And who are the players, Johnny? Team one, the mothers, Mrs. Harness and Mrs. Willamander. Team two, the sons, Marcus Harness and Kyle Willamander. Okay, welcome, welcome. Just a few simple rules. I ask a question, and whoever wishes to answer, just push the button. The team with the highest points win the prize. Understood? Good. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Okay, okay. Let's, let's go, go let's, let's go. go. Okay, let's play He Said, She Said. Now your first question. You are busy and haven't called your mother in two days. Are you guilty? Marcus. Uh, no, I'm 45 years old. I've got responsibilities, and Mom will understand. Mrs. Harkness. Really? Who gave birth to your sorry hide? Who stayed up with you when you saw monsters under the bed? Huh? What, Ma? Huh? Oh, I'm sorry, Marcus. Mommy's right. She did, after all, give birth to you. Well, yes? Uh, well, okay. There you are. Mothers are up and smoking. Question number two. Ready? Yes. Yes, yep. ready. Go. Okay, here we go. Son comes home past curfew. What do you say? You little making your mother suffer like that. You know I have a heart condition. Wait till your father gets home from the bar. He'll knock you in the next week, you ungrateful little... Hey, Ma, you'll never guess who I met. Mrs. Shepard from across the street. And boy, wait till you hear the gossip I just heard. Yes! The old diversion tactic works every time. Point for the sons! Okay, now, here's the tiebreaker. Mother serves broccoli for dinner. Boys, you hate broccoli. What do you say? Eat it or wear it. There are starving children in Zimbabwe. And I just came down with a stomach virus. I'll puke on Aunt Muriel's tapestry. Don't make us eat it. Yes, the old Aunt Muriel diversion gets them every time. The sons win. Sorry, moms. Don't worry, dear. We happen to know your mother and we'll tell her you don't want to introduce her to your new boyfriend because she embarrasses you. What? Oh, no, no, you wouldn't. <laughs> oh, just saying. <laughs> wait, wait. There seems to be a tie. Both teams win. <laughs> what a show. Well, I'm Lil Gation. We'll see you next week on He Said, She Said when we discuss who should raise your children, the grandparents or the parents. Take it away, Johnny. 
brought to you by the makers of Randy's Rye Pill-Off, where they peel off each grain of rice for your pleasure. And Waxy's Furniture Polish, the multi-purpose polish you can use for tub and window caulking. This is Nancy Nannery at WJDM. We interrupt our regular programming to bring you this important breaking news. There's something spectacular occurring right now at the Animal Adventure Park. We go now to our correspondent at the scene, Jake Jocelyn. Hello, Nancy. You won't believe what I found here at the Animal Adventure Park. Is that giraffe finally giving birth, Jake? It's about time. I didn't think that was ever going to happen. Now I can get back to a normal sleeping schedule instead of watching that infernal giraffe cam all night long. (laughs) So let's have a look at the little baby giraffe, and then we can get on with our lives. Nancy, believe it or not, what I've discovered here at the Animal Adventure Park has nothing to do with giraffes at all. I don't understand, Jake. What are you talking about? Well, as you know... I've been a crack investigative journalist for my whole career. And as I stayed awake all night watching that infernal giraffe cam, just like everyone else, I happened to notice that the guy who comes in to clean the stalls looks very familiar. Jake, I still don't know where you're going with this. (laughs) Our viewers are waiting for your breaking news. What is it? I won't keep you in suspense any longer, Nancy. The man who cleans the giraffe stalls here at the Animal Adventure Park is the ex-lead singer of The Doors, Jim Morrison. Jake, perhaps you've been inhaling a little bit too much of that giraffe aroma. (laughs) Jim Morrison has been dead since the 1970s. That's what everyone thought. Up until now, I've been comparing old photographs and I even got a DNA sample from a cigar that this giraffe stall cleaner smoked. There's no doubt. It's Jim Morrison. Well, have you talked to him? I'm about to do that right now. Live on camera. This will make you forget all about those giraffe babies. Okay, here he comes. Uh, Jim? Jim Morrison? Yeah. Ha-ha! Gotcha! Darn. I knew someone would find me eventually. All good things must come to an end sometime, I guess. But why the elaborate scam? Why did you fake your death and hide for all these years? Well, I never said I was dead, man. That was you guys in the press. I just walked away from that singing gig and went on to a more fulfilling career cleaning out giraffe stalls. Cleaning out giraffe stalls is a fulfilling career? Sure it is. At the end of the day, you have a clean stall and a wheelbarrow full of giraffe dung. That's a good, honest day's work, man. Beats all that sex, drugs, and rock and roll I left behind. Oh, Jim, Jim, can you hear me? This is Nancy Nannery back at the studio. Hi, Nancy. After I get home from work, I watch your show, man. Always enjoy it. Oh, that's wonderful to hear, Jim. Would you do me a very big favor? What's that? Sing a few lines from Light My Fire. No, no more rock songs for me, man. Too many bad memories. Once in a while, I may hum a few bars of a 
cold porter tomb when I run into a particularly stubborn pile of giraffe dung. Boy, that's about as close to music as I get these days. But that's such a waste. You were the Lizard King. You had the entire world in the palm of your hands. Why would you give all that up for a worthless job like cleaning up after giraffes? Giraffes don't think it's worthless, and neither do I, man. Someone has to clean up all that dung, and it might as well be me. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to get back to work. But wait, Jim. How about an interview? An exclusive? A half-hour primetime special? Can't do it, Jake. Since these giraffes have become international celebrities, they produce a lot more dung than they used to for some reason. I guess I understand that, having been a bit of a celebrity myself back in the day. I sure produced my fair share of dung back then. Somebody had to clean that up, so I get that. Wise words from a wise man. <laughs> oh, well, folks, that's our breaking news. Nice work, Jake. Who would have thought a pregnant giraffe would lead to discovering Jim Morrison? How's that giraffe doing anyway? Well, Nancy, in all the excitement, I forgot all about her and her boyfriend. I guess they're just walking around in circles all day and night like they always do. Kind of nice to have something else to obsess over, isn't it? Oh, I'm going to go home and pull out my old doors cassettes. And I'm going to do some more investigative journalism. That lady who feeds the giraffes their carrots looks really familiar. I think it might be Janice Joplin. We love our parents. We know we can't kill them. So that's why we write comedy. KB Cabaret presents The Dysfunctionals. I love this place. It's a nightmare. What's a nightmare? This place. This place is beautiful. I hate this place. Why? Because it's not hospitable. What do you mean? It means this condo is too big and too unwelcoming. It's modern. Give me French provincial. French provincial belonged to King Louis the Fourteenth. This is modern. I don't like the furniture. It's white leather. I don't like the private elevator. This is a penthouse that comes with the private elevator. What if it breaks down? What breaks down? The private elevator. What if it breaks down and nobody knows? They'll know. Oh, no. I don't trust these modern conveniences. Look, I paid $10,000 a month for three months in this place, and you could say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I know you're a good man, but I feel trapped. Trapped? This is a $20,000 a square foot penthouse in Florida. It's cold. Cold? Turn off the air conditioner. No, I mean it's unfriendly. Everything is white, leather, and stainless steel. Give me a break, Ruth. No, I mean it. And the intercom. It drives me crazy. The intercom? Yes, intercom. It speaks without it being spoken to. What are you talking about? It speaks. It speaks. Listen. I'm listening. Well, it spoke before. I... Just a few minutes ago... And something about a fest. A fest? Did you have it in your hearing aids? 
No, but I heard clear as a bell we are having a fest. You don't think it's one of those hedonistic places, do you, Stanley? I should be so lucky. No, Ruth, this is Hollywood, Florida. It's a bunch of 80-year-olds. I'm taking a nap. Okay, but don't say I didn't warn you. When I wake up, I'm going to the beach. You want to join me? Oh, heavens no. You want me to get a sunburn? Forget it. Besides, I don't trust the elevator. I said, forget it. What if we got stuck? Forget it. I'm taking a nap. Fine. I'm going to the bathroom. Where is it? I can't find anything in this place. Well, it's not there. That's the kitchen. Go down the hall. It's the second door on the left. If you want me, I'll be in the room where the bed is. Attention, residents. The fire alarm will go off in two minutes. This is only a test. There is no cause for panic. This is only a test. Thank you for your cooperation. What did you say, Stanley? Nothing. I'm in the bedroom taking a nap. I thought you said something. I was trying to turn on the faucet in the bathroom, and I turned the fan on instead. What? What? Oh, never mind. Never mind. What is that, Stanley? Stanley! That's an alarm. Oh, my God. There's a fire in the building. Stanley, there's a fire in the building. Don't panic, Ruth. Where are you going? To the bedroom to get my jewelry box. Where's the goddamn bedroom? Down the hall. Son of a You have to get out of here. I'm in my pajamas. Pajamas? So what? I'm in my robe. We have to get out of here, Stanley. Stanley, now! Oh, I knew this would happen. We are stuck on the top floor of a 30-floor building. Oh, oh my heart. Oh, let's go. No, not the elevator. The stairs, Stanley! When there's a fire, you can only take the stairs. It's 30 flights. Now is not the time to be afraid of heights, Stanley. I hate you for bringing me here. What? 30 flights of stairs. Next time, if I should live, we're not going anywhere. Slow down, Ruth. My heart. Hurry, Stanley. I don't want to die in a stairwell. Are you sure there's a fire? Yes, I'm sure. The alarm went off, and I heard fire as clear as day. No one else is on the stairs. That's because we're the last ones left. Hurry! We're halfway there! Wait, wait. Stop. I need to rest. No, Stanley. We can't rest. Is that smoke I smell? Oh, I smell smoke! Hurry, Stanley! I don't smell smoke. I just need a minute. We're at the 10th floor, Stanley. We're going to burn alive. We need to go. All right, all right. Five more floors, Stanley. We've made it! Mr. and Mrs. Edelman. Water! Water! No! We all need to get out of here before the building collapses! Collapses, Mrs. Edelman? The fire! We need to get out! There's no fire, ma'am. The alarm was only a test. Water! Here, here you are, sir. Have a seat. Gonna kill you if I don't die first. It's your fault for bringing me here. I'm going upstairs. No! Don't take the elevator. You'll get stuck. And so our saga ends again for now. But join us next time for The Dysfunctionals.
I would like to share with you a new song I just finished recording called Live Well. When I wrote Live Well, I thought of the old and the new. I thought of my own insecurities and my inner voice telling me I know better. One has to live and live strong. Our life is not a dress rehearsal. This is it. So live. Live life on a flexible plan. Today is the day. Live as best as you can. This is Bree Harvey thanking you for listening, and we will see you next week on the radio. Live well. I've been living a lie I can't seem to breach. The world around me sees me as I preach. The covers and colors I use as disguise My action preys on me, that is my demise I pray every day for the answers I seek What is it about me that makes me so weak? The person outside is so strong and secure What is it inside of me that makes me unsure? Hopeless, distressed, my truths are disturbed. What is there to say? My conscience unnerved. No one to talk to, no one can know. Can't let go, just lay low. Can't think. I don't know Splendor of action, the glory of power is pure satisfaction.
Well, folks, that's all for today's show. I'd like to thank all of our guests for being on KB Cabaret. I'm always awed with the amazing talent out there. Thank you to my hardworking crew, co-workers, and actors John Kerry, John Montgomery, actors Junie McMahon, and Bonnie DeForest. My amazing sound engineer and actor, newlywed, Charles Berman. His assistant, Valentine Monfuega. My music engineer, David Rice of Basement Studios, who <laughs> makes me sound better than I am. And a special shout-out to Christina Dilnella, who plays one mean piano and now works in musical theater in New York City. Of course, a special thank you to you, dear KB Cabaret audience, for stopping by and listening to our show. We certainly couldn't do this without you. If any of you have a hankering to write or sing for our show, contact me, Bree Harvey, through the show submission page. Let me see what you've got. And sponsors, you want your name heard by over 150,000 listening audience members all over the country and as far as Australia? <laughs> Hello, mates. Then KB Cabaret is the place to be. Just give me a shout-out on kbcabaret.com. That's K-B-K-A-B-A-R-E-T.com. I'm Bree Harvey, head writer and producer of KB Cabaret. See you next week on the radio. Thank you for coming, coming to stay a while. Thank you for coming to spend some time. We love to have you and share our parlor city. Come back again now to KB Cabaret.